You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome, welcome. Your Hot Mess Sunday boys are here. Crazy as ever. Crazy as ever. I love crazy. I mean, I like fun crazy. You like fun crazy. Crazy can be stressful sometimes, but crazy can can also be be a lot, a lot of fun. Unless I did admit this morning that stress is a part of my normal Sunday routine. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I'm just trying to make it fun now. Well, it's hard not to freak out when you have such an amazing show and you can't ruin anything. No, you can't. People are... Counting on us. They expect greatness there every tens time. Tens of twelves of people out there that it's are It's so much us. pressure. You know, all of you don't really understand how much pressure there is upon us to make this a good show. That we put on ourselves. That we <laughs> really still. do put on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. And actually, we it's going to be a great show today. We have uh, a lot happening. We have two huge guests that we mm-hmm. love. Well, three, because in the first hour, we have two together as one. If you have not, you probably saw it on our Facebook page or you saw it on our web page. Um, or you saw my many, many posts about about it. But Where the Bears Are is a web series that's been around since 2012. And they are hilarious. I first discovered them after I became single again Ooh. about four years ago. Um, and they are hysterical. So we're having two of the creators and main actors on to talk about it. Ben Zook and Joe Deedle. Deedle. I don't know. We're going to ask him. Deedle. It's something. D-I-E-T-L. I think it's Didle. Is it a Didle? Yeah, like Midle. We'll ask him. Didle? I know, Midle? like Tracy That's what I'm, Midle. Right. And I said Meadle, but it, I know department. it's Midle. Yeah. So anyways, they're in the first hour. Second hour, we have comedian herself. Yes, we do. Paula Poundstone. She is coming to Spokane. This so, month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this month. We're going to go out and see her. Um, anyway, so she's on the show second hour, so huge. It's good. It's a packed, packed show. It is. Plus, how many news stories are there this week for us to talk about? A ton. There are a ton. Oh, don't get me started. How, you know, what didn't happen this week? What didn't happen and what, well, and here's the thing. So we had to narrow it down. We did. Because we don't have all the time in the world. And there was some crazy stuff out there. And we also have stories going on in our own hometown. Oh, yeah. That, um, I are crazy to, yeah. and we need to talk about. I do want to talk about. Yes. Spokane yet again. Mm-hmm. A character from Spokane. On SNL last, last night. Last night, yes. Appeared, and it was yeah. hysterical to see someone acting like Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, right. As So Miley's reviewing all of the news people of the summer of 2015. It was a recap, said, exactly. That as she said, we will all forget them. Mm-hmm. And we will because most of them are worth forgetting. But Rachel Dolezal <laughs> was part of that. And so was, of course, Kim Davis. Kim Davis. As part mm-hmm. of that as well. And it, it cracked me up. I'm not a fan of Miley's. But um, I really enjoyed the SNL cast portraying right, these doing, different doing people. Right, doing that whole uh, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. See, I fun. I watched SNL last night. I didn't really want to, but I was I was hanging out with someone who wanted to watch SNL, and I was like, all right, yeah. fine, let's do it. So I got to watch it. Got to watch Hillary doing her thing, um, which was interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Did you watch the speech? So Hillary Clinton. Oh no, you saw her on SNL. Yes, yes, I saw her on SNL. I mean, I watched I watched the HRC uh, one later, but. Right, which is, you know, let's, I mean, a little touch is something that we're yeah. not actually going to talk about, so we can talk about it in this point, which is, of course, she was supposed to be at the HRC exactly. dinner and giving the keynote address, and she 
decided to tell them no because she wanted to go on an SNL. SNL thing. Kind of insulting. So what Very. she did to try to cover her rear mm-hmm. was agree to do a morning brunch type speech for the HRC. And, you know, I watched it. It was about a 30-minute, maybe 20-minute, inter- um, not interview, but speech. You know, well, it was well-written. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of kind of rude and shady that it was. It was very that. rude and shady for her mm-hmm. to just say no. Sorry, SNL's better. More people, also exposure, right? uh, get the young crowd, which she, is her whole campaign. Get that young crowd. Get the millennials. Get the millennials on voting. Board. Um, well, because her right now, thing was well, to say, oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. Her biggest thing was to say that she was the first HRC. Yes. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Right. Yeah. Ha okay. ha 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 ha. And so, I did not find that hilarious at right, all. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's just interesting, Hillary. If you're listening, which we all know you are, of because you, you are. have denied being on our show five times, and we're going for number six. We sent <clears> out the number six this morning. Exactly. So we're, we're waiting to get the second. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Hopefully, personally from from Hillary <laughs> right. from her desk. You know, let's right. have that seal. She can just come on by and just slap us in the face. That's okay. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, we'll we will take it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm sure she will not like to do that, but no. Right. You know. I'm, I'm um, sure she will be politically against that. Exactly. But. Exactly. Did you watch by the way, um this I I didn't see the original, but I was watching oh gosh, Comedy Central, the guy replacing John Stewart. Oh, for, I don't remember his name, but I know who uh, you're talking about. The brand yeah, new guy yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. from here. No, he's not. He's amazing though. I I love he him. He's funny. He's still trying. He's trying. No, no, no. I like what he's doing. It's very he's trying different. Trying to find a stride. He is, and I mean, you can't replace the irreplaceable. It's hard. I mean, yeah. he's not going to be John Stewart. But anyways, he was he was showing a clip of Hillary trying to get to know you know the younger crowd, and they were talking. Uh, <coughs> who's who's the guy whose junk fell out? Remind me, Lenny Kravitz. Yes, yeah. They're talking about that, that. and Lenny. and Hillary was like, "Oh, I didn't see that. Is that is that on YouTube?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> okay, I'll have to check that out then." It's Hillary's gonna go out. Uh, check out Lenny Kravitz's junk. <laughs> so I'm you. sorry, it was the most beautiful moment of my summer. Right, <laughs> that's really what you remembered. I love it. I do remember that. I want to say something that's fascinating. To do me. it. Say it people. We were talking yesterday at lunch. We had lunch with our good friend Kyle. Yes, from the Spoken Aids yes. Network, and that was a lot of fun. Um, what? But we started talking about as we do. We get into all sorts of conversations. Right. We started talking about the evolution. You know, Hillary has been quoted many times to say she has evolved on uh, LGBT issues, right, and a lot of right. people call yeah. her on that. But mm-hmm. I do want to say evolution of thought is normal we all evolve in our opinions sure doesn't mean we agree yeah with where she came from or we maybe we question authenticity you know what yeah I mean? absolutely that i get yeah. but right. we all evolve in thought and i have to say one of the things that's fascinating to me is to watch and it's it happens in me as well but to watch your evolution on your opinion of hillary mine has yes been compl- it has completely changed yeah because Things, information has changed everything as right. we come closer. Right. And so when I think about people who criticize evolution, they need to, we have to look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. I've, I don't think I've come as far as you have when right. it comes to my opinions of Hillary, sure, but I've definitely sure. evolved in what we remember. Well, you we, have to see, yeah. We announced while speaking with Michelangelo Signorelli, Hillary Clinton had announced her candidacy for president. Yes. While we were live on the air, we're talking to this very political commentator, mm-hmm. and we were able to get his opinion on as Hillary's it happened. New, yeah. And campaign. we talked about that mm-hmm. very subject. So it's fascinating to see that way back in what March. Yeah. Sometime mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Back in the to spring. today, um, and the difference in because we were very excited then, and right. we were actually called out when we left the studio. 
a, a host of another show called us out and said, so you guys are already voting for Hillary. And well, we said- it's not to say We didn't yet. say exactly. that. We never said that. We never no. said that. We can we can be yay this and mm. no that, but, well, but and here's we did th- say right. we don't make that decision until it's time. And guess what? We don't know who, we. I don't know who I'm voting for. Nobody knows who they're we voting who for because it is 2015 for the 2016 election. Right. We haven't even done uh, 2015's election. Right. That's coming it's gonna up. It's going to be- I, I mean, already elections are, are just exactly. exactly. I don't even know what my exact stances are on the cu- upcoming election on some of the points. I have right. to research that. I know, right? um, but we have true. so much time. Yeah. We have so much time, and you know, uh, between now and you know, thirteen months from now, there's going to be a lot, a lot that so changes. Much. Uh, for the better or for worse, mm-hmm. um, we'll find I'm out. interested in seeing who the Republican National Convention finally picks as their final choice to you know, back I, in that. Ele- in their recent recent polls are showing Ben Carson. I know he's up edged with up. Sh- uh, with Trump. It, he released his book. Um, I, I saw it at Costco. <laughs> so I was I'm like, Costco, very please. Hard not to give you my versions of what title of that book is. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's a more perfect union. Um, I'm sure. Oh, oh right. Oh, don't even. Really? <laughs> is that That's it? exactly what I thought. I picked up yep. the book and I was like, oh, so you're going to try and quote, you know, uh, <laughs> the the Constitution and say how, how we ha- have to be more mm-hmm. constitutional and more quote unquote perfect. Um, <sighs> so anyways, uh, lots, lots to talk about in 2016. Um, lots coming up. But for now, I know. Well, we even have let's let's talk about what's coming up for us. Yes. We something in Spokane, of course, we have the mayoral uh, we election. do. We do. And, you know, there is the chance that Spokane might, for the first time in about four decades, reelect a mayor. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the chances look like that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we have been um, very verbal about our relationship with the mayor uh, since back in January. And I don't apologize for that. I back down. But we have had a good conversation with him before. So I think that's that's very cool. And it took us 10 months. It did. But we welcome uh, Mayor David Condon to our studio for our show on October 25th. And that's a big deal for us. That because is a big that's deal. Because that's been a long time coming right. that's been a lot of building of a relationship that actually started as a non-relationship yeah. and a yeah. non-wanted relationship from you know and and the tenacity side. that it took to get that relationship yeah. to get him in here um yeah. the persistence of you know finding the mayor talking to him always right. approaching him showing up at crazy parties right exactly know, being whatever. shut down like five a times lot. like hillary so right i know there you go um, <laughs> but I have to say, <laughs> so more we're finally we're finally talking to him. Yeah, and I I, th- I think that's really cool that he's willing to come yes, on our show, and yes. I, I appreciate that immensely. One thing we've always said is we're all about conversation on this show. We are. We say every time we talk to kids, especially high school yeah. kids, when we talk to them, we say we are very opinionated. Never take mm-hmm. our opinion as how you must think. Use what we say and go. I want to learn more. Exactly. And then have your own thing. So if you disagree, go and find out why you disagree. If you agree, yeah. go and find out why. Right. So I'm excited to talk yeah. to Mayor only because I love having those conversations, even if they might be a little difficult. And yes. so I always. Hey, we had City Councilman Mike um, Fagan in. Mike. If Fagan. we can have a sit down conversation with that man, the then, most hey, conservative. Let's just have a conversation. Official on the yes. city council. Yeah. So it was one of the most confusing interviews. <laughs> right. That was very confusing. You know, it was it was well done, but I I think yeah. I I wasn't sure where we ended up at the end because it was just yeah no answers answered no no questions you know, answered no questions answered no answers answered no, no answers nothing. answered no. it was nothing it was but nothing. I'm excited that we have him like I said that's going to be on our show on mm-hmm. October 25th before that. And this is a fun show. On October 18th, 
show, we are actually having Andrew Christian on the show. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you like those sexy underwear, Mm-mm. this is the time. This is He's going to be on the show. He's a really cool guy. We might even have some fun little underwear to give away. So maybe want to tune in for that. And on October 11th, which is just next week, we have uh, two wonderful men in studio. Um, and it's, and I'm going to tell you who they are. Lou Rivera. Rivera. Lou Rivera and his husband, Ricardo Serpa, are going to be in the studio. And we're going to be talking to them about what it's like to be together 13 years. Yes. Uh, married and, and be part, part of, of the, Latino community. the Latino community. Yeah. Lou and Rick are two of our friends uh, <coughs> who we met a little bit ago. And they are fantastic. So we'll have a good oh, conversation as so well fun. as it is National Coming Out Day. Yeah. Um, and we have an interesting story from down in the South. In Tennessee, Lance Sanderson. Mm-hmm. So we talked about him last week. He was the, the young man in Tennessee who wanted to bring a boy to his homecoming. He goes to a Christian school. Yes. They said, ain't no way. And then they turned around and suspended him. We're actually going to be talking about that during the dish later. But yeah, he's going to be on our show. He's going to be Talking here. to us about the aftermath. We're going to talk a little bit more about... Some new developments that mm-hmm. have happened um, after our interview with Where the Bears are, uh, creators and co-stars. Uh, when we have them on, when we get into the deep dish. Hey, like the Chicago. deep dish. Like, like pizza. pizza. That's right. Like pizza. But really quick, let's talk about something really cool we did. We did. So uh, we and 10,000 other people did in Spokane. <laughs> yes. Um, you know. Friday night was Terrain. So I'm sure some of you had gone to Terrain. If you if you haven't if you didn't if you don't know what it is uh feel free to check it out they have you know other things going on in that space and next year there'll be another one very cool art gallery very cool art kind of scene with music with uh you know there's there's a beer garden there but lots of lots of people just being artsy and culturally they're a non-profit exactly their whole so they started with this one to figure out why there's such an exodus of creative Important people, people from mm-hmm. Spokane to places like Seattle, Portland, away. Right. They wanted to create something that that encouraged people to stay. So they they do heavily base on art, as yeah. in painting and things like that. But they also do spoken word art. Yes, they, they do. Even have music there. Yes. Um, they do interactive. They uh, do have film as well. Yeah. I mean, there was a cinema downstairs where you could so have watched everything. Films. What's exciting mm-hmm. for us in Spokane is they have a permanent space now. They do. So they're at the old Washington Cracker Building. There you go. Yes, that was that's on Pacific. Pacific three oh four, right by Laser Quest. So yeah, so they're going to be there, out. and they're actually instead of just doing once a year, which is what this event was, right, right. Um, they're going to be able to do all year round. They're going to do these things. So Sergey and I even did one very cool thing. We did a social experiment. We did, which was so fun. <laughs> you you sat down in a glass bubble not glass it was a clear bubble yes uh you sit down and you're not allowed to talk in the bubble at all Mm-mm. and you sit up uh in front of a, a person who is a total stranger, stranger total stranger uh dressed in white and you know there's props all around you there's you know the the ball pit balls there's stuffed animals candy they have a notepad and yeah. you interact with them without non- using any words non-verbally mm-hmm. you are expe- and the goal is and what the little listing said was to make a connection yeah. without using words yeah and you're talking to two boys who use words a as, lot. A, as a career. This so. is we love our words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it was fun. You and I sat side by side, but we, we had did. two strangers in front of us. Yeah, two separate people. And you know, I learned a lot about the other person. Yeah, I learned a lot about him. And you know, I I came out of there. I said I had I have never had so much fun not saying anything. 
Right. Just not talking at all. Well, and what was even... And it was really a good time. So much more fun. So you get three minutes with the yeah. stranger. You do this connection. They write down their inter- their impression of you as a person mm-hmm. on a piece of paper. They wad it up. You can't unwad it and read it until you leave it. Right. Um, and it's an uplifting experience. I've been reading comments of people who did the social experiment, and they're beautiful. Some people who say, I haven't connected to another person in years. And it was the first time I felt comfortable. One person said, I'm not good with words. So yeah. I, I'm not good at meeting people. Yeah. And they felt a connection. And I think that's amazing. So more prop, lots of props to Spokane Terrain for putting that up. Do look them up. I believe it's spokaneterrain.com. But it's definitely something that uh, I would encourage people to support. It's something Absolutely. in Spokane we can be very proud and of. And it's a local art scene. It's a local creative scene, music, right? everything. I mean, if... If you think that there's not something to do in Spokane, if you're creative, you ain't look looking again. hard enough. Exactly. Yeah. Our our own Carter didn't know. He's an artist. He didn't know about it until he the was day like of. a two year old. He was so two excited. hours before we went. Yeah. <laughs> he he was, was looking it up. He was yeah. all over it. His, he wants to be part of it, which he, he deserves every right mm-hmm. to be that. But we love the arts on this uh, show. We love uplifting, encouraging the arts, and people who encourage each other. And I want to say, back when I was first single. Out of a long-term relationship, I found a really cool web series that, honestly, it sounds silly because it's a comedy mystery series, but it actually was a great way for me to come back to to where I felt at home, which was the bear. So Outspoken is very excited to welcome two creators and co-hosts, Ben Zook and Joe, oh gosh, Deidle, Deedle, Deidle, we'll ask him in a minute, <laughs> who are the creators of the comedy mystery series on the web the award-winning series, Where the Bears Are. We're very excited to talk to them right now. Boys, you're on the air. Hey there. Hey. Hello, hello. First of all... It it is Deedle? Okay, good. You know, in my three ways to say it, one of them was bound to be right, so... (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time someone butchered it. Somebody even told me in town that they knew you, and I'm like, well, don't send me a message. Call me and tell me how to say the name. Come on, help a guy out. (laughs) pronunciation. <laughs> well, let's start with, first of all, thank you for taking time on a Sunday to be with us. We want to start for people who have no idea, maybe they haven't discovered uh, this show yet. It's been around for four years. Can you kind of give us a little uh, synopsis for people who haven't seen it of what Where the Bears Are is? Sure. Uh, Where the Bears Are is a comedy, mystery, gay web series that we described, I think it's best described as the Golden Girls meets Murder, She Wrote, with big, hairy, gay men. <laughs> like the so, best description ever. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the bear, we're, we play bear roommates on the show that live mm-hmm. together, so, and, our, and our relationship is very much an homage to the Golden Girls. Because uh, one of our, our, our partner, Rick Kopp, who's in the show and writes the show with me as well, he actually wrote for the Golden Girls at the age of 24. Oh, wow. And... Uh, we're big fans of the show. So uh, the relationship between the, the bear roommates is very much like Dorothy Rose and Blanche. Uh, <laughs> and then we solve a murder every season. So uh, we're in our fourth season, and there's been a murder each season that we solve. And uh, so that sort of drives the story. We, uh, uh, you know, there's a, a mystery to figure out and then a lot of comedy because, you know, it's, it's very sort of thick comedy. Yeah. Um, and it's also very uh, kind of wacky. So, I mean, we always are in danger that we're going to be the next one killed, and you know, so it's it's, it's campy and fun. Campy and fun, and also there's a lot of sex. There's, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we definitely play up the sexual angle because it's the internet. We can push things a, a little right. more, and uh, so that's the show. And but we and we have a lot of obviously we have a lot of 
bear fans, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of, uh, you know, non-bear, gay people who are not bears who love the show, and then we also have a lot of women who, who love our show. And straight guys sometimes. Yeah, and straight guys too. <laughs> sometimes, right. You get, you get the occasional floater that comes in and, and decides <laughs> to watch your show. I love it. Um, yeah. How did the show come about? What was the starting process to get everything set and finalized for the first uh, season and then, uh, you know, second, third, and fourth? So the the first one happened because uh, we're all in the in the industry as mm-hmm. actors and writers and stuff, and and we've just been frustrated with trying to get projects made on our own and not having financing or or, or getting it you know turned around in studios and stuff like that. So um, we were the three of us sitting in Rick Cop's jacuzzi in Palm Springs and came up with the idea. Of, um, he came up with the name uh, where the bears are and uh, thought, hey, let's do a web series. Let's just do something kind of simple that uh, no one could say no to that, uh, you know, it's five minute episodes. It'll be very easy. Uh, We were very naive at the beginning. We thought, Oh, you know, when, when you're not in a scene, you hold the camera. And when I'm not in a scene, I'll hold it. And uh, that lasted for about a, you know, an hour. And then we're like, (laughs) okay, we have to get a crew. (laughs) This isn't working. Um, But the first season we put in all our own money and um, it ended up being a big hit. We, we combine all the episodes at the end of the season into uh, a movie form, and then we sell the DVD with the, which has the movie, and then the second disc, which will always has like a, a holiday special, like Christmas or New Year's or Thanksgiving, uh, that's like 20 minutes that you could only get on a DVD, and outtakes and bloopers and all that stuff. Well, by selling the DVD from the first season, it, it, it uh, paid ourselves back for the first season and made enough money to shoot a second season, which was great. And then uh, after that, we've done a Kickstarter two years in a row. And uh, because of our amazing fans and because I think we had already done two years of, of programming for people, um, uh, we had a big fan base. We were able to raise $159,000 two Ooh. years in a row, which was pretty great. That's amazing. Did you ever have any idea at the beginning that it was going to be able to be this kind of a, a, a really a pride for a lot of people out here in the community and that you would see season four? Oh no when we started we uh had very we didn't have any expectations at all really we we just sort of wanted to do it for fun put our own money into it and then we were sort of laughing like you know hey maybe our friends will watch it and uh, and you know maybe we'll get I was sort of like hey if we could get you know 5,000 views on YouTube right. wouldn't that be cool <laughs> <laughs> you know like no expectations at all um and now we're all we're almost past 15 million views exactly pretty incredible for a web show um and yeah no it just it's completely surpassed any sort of expectations that we had and we're just really thrilled and grateful for it see and that's amazing i have to tell you i was telling someone earlier and this sounds crazy because uh this is a comedy sitcom or so maybe my life is just really sad but i had <laughs> been going through a breakup of a long-term relationship and you that's when your very first season was out and it gave me something to laugh at, to feel sexy, because it was people that I looked like that were on uh-huh. here. And it gave me really good confidence to have something where I felt like, oh, my God, there is. Because pre-relationship, uh, I didn't even know I was a bear. So it was this amazing, <laughs> amazing thing. And, you know, I, I watched some of the things where you talk about the people who connect with the show and the things you are. I mean, all the way up to the fun that you get to be on a yacht because some muscle bear somewhere loves the show. I mean, was that kind of connection even, like, did you even know that was going to happen? 
Well, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I feel like things like that just keep have kept falling into our laps through the four years. Like once we once we started, just it's been amazing how you know there the the bear community is just so uh, generous and and so uh, creative and and supportive that it is amazing that yeah people just sort of come forward and, and I mean we definitely wanted a yacht this yacht this the, the Judy Garland you saw yeah, right. crazy. <laughs> And then, of course, it was just like this weird coincidence that the guy who owns this big yacht that we were like, oh, my God, if we could get that, you know, he's a bear, likes the show, he loves the show, and then he's a great guy. I mean, we still had to pay for it, but he was a great deal, you know, and it just, that, that kind of thing has happened a lot. And I'm so glad that the show helped you during a tough time because we've actually gotten, we get uh, emails about that quite a bit from people who say, sure. you know, your show just makes me laugh and, and it, it really helped me like through all sorts of you know bad things that have happened to people either breakups or loss of friends or family mm-hmm. or whatever and I love getting that feedback yeah and, and you know it's amazing we've gotten a lot of emails like that a lot of emails from uh, people that are still in the closet that that they, that our show gives them hope that they might have uh, friendships like ours, our characters, you know, someday, and like, God, I would love to be able to goof around with my friends like that, sure, or, right, you know, sure. that kind of thing. Um, people from other countries that, that can't necessarily be gay in their country, right. like in the Middle East, and um, get a lot of people from there that are just like, you know, super fans of the show and just can't. They can't be out. Yeah, but they, they're able to watch our show, luckily, online. Well, you're translated into a bunch of languages, too. Yeah, that was one of the things we did first season. Um, uh, I realized on YouTube you could do subtitles. Yeah, right, Okay, well, this this is a way to to grow an audience. Um, So I do the English uh, subtitles, and then we have translators that are just fans from from around the world that were like, I'll translate it. And um. Now we have, I think this season we have 14 languages. That's it's insane. Just, it's so great. And, and That's again, awesome. They're just donating their time and, yeah. and uh, love the show. And and I thought he was crazy when he first, <laughs> when he first suggested that. I was like, what? What? what yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, and it's one of the best decisions uh, Joe ever made because, sure. you know, we just – and it, and it was – like, deciding to marry you. Yeah. I right? was just yeah. going to say, yeah. wait now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it really expanded our views because, uh, you know, of the translations. And it's not it's not that hard of a thing to do, you know. Yeah, that's because you don't do it. I am. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now, uh, putting your own money into a show like this and kind of just, you know, having an idea and going for it is, is hard. Uh, not a lot of people can do that, you know, and especially if you don't have money to do it and Kickstarter uh, fails, you know, that that that's definitely a hard step to get over. What were some of the biggest challenges for you making the show throughout the seasons? Well, uh, like you said, the finances have always been a challenge. Um, sure. Because the show, because our, our, our show is really, it's a web series, but it's really a motion picture disguised as a web series. Because, sure, yeah. you know, we, we write one continual storyline and, uh, each season ends up being, and once once the season's over, we cut it together, and it seamlessly is a movie because we write it like a movie. Mm-hmm. And so we're basically doing a motion picture every year, and our mo- and our running time is insane. 
This year it's two twenty two hours and twenty five minutes. Oh wow! Last wow. season it was two hours and a half, two and a half hours. The season before that was like two forty. Like it's a long movie. Too. Right. Sure. Right. So, right. So that that is a challenge in itself because you know we do shoot it like a motion picture. We shoot out of sequence. Right. Um, it's written like a movie. It's shot like a movie. And and shooting a, a movie in Los Angeles is incredibly expensive. Oh yeah. So. That's the biggest challenge always is the money because people, I think people sort of assume like because of the web show, they're like, oh, it doesn't cost anything. And it's like, <laughs> it's actually very, very expensive. Yeah. Um, so that's the hardest, the biggest hurdle. Then the, I'd say the other hurdle, I think, is just the physical aspect of it. Um, the shooting yeah. is very grueling because we don't, you know, we, even though we, we raise the money to do it, we can't have a huge Hollywood crew. I mean, with right. yeah. all of the, 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 you know what I mean? I'm the crap. <laughs> I'm, one minute I'm in front of the camera, and the next minute I'm, you know, putting spaghetti out on a table. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of insane, and, and doing contracts. Yeah, all that. We we have to wear a lot of sure, hats ourselves sure. to, oh. to keep the budget low enough. Yeah. So you know, it ends up this 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 show ends up being a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're uh, I'm, I'm working right now. We're working on, um, you know, getting the, the all the episodes edited, and now I'm trying to build the DVD, get mm-hmm. all the translations done. All the color correction, all that stuff. We do it all ourselves in our in our garage office. Yeah, so right. that, that's the toughest part. I mean, it's yeah. Just, yeah, we don't have like a post production house that we hire. Right, it's Joe it's the post- <laughs> <laughs> and me and Rick. We're the post production. Right. House. Yeah. So it's, just, it's very it's very time consuming, very uh, grueling, but, but you know, completely rewarding. Like, like it's, it's the funnest, best thing I've ever done in my life. I'm so proud of it. We we really uh, lucked into an audience that is us and that is underserved and that really was like wanting of some product, uh, you know, that, that they can relate to. Yeah. You're not going to see a show on network television about a bunch of overweight, right. hairy gay men with it's... back hair. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to see that on NBC, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, the thing people are like oh finally something i can watch that i can relate to that's funny and and uh sexy and sex positive exactly and i think that's the the best part and uh it gives us guys out here or us little civilians uh hope that we can go make out with some hot guy (laughs) (laughs) because they're all out there Right now, tell me, you know, Joe, you mentioned it briefly that the other good decision you made was uh, you and Ben got married. Is that is it helpful to the relationship that you guys work so hard together so much, or is that a challenge? It's actually a big challenge. Um, <laughs> we we've, we've been together for like twenty two years now, oh, wow, and um, we haven't done projects together in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, just because we were concerned it might. Be you know right. strain the relationship. Yeah, we avoided it for a long time, and yeah. it, it definitely has. Uh, I mean, it's still great, and yeah. we're going to do it, and we love it. Uh, but uh, I think our probably um, our biggest fights have been over stress about the show. Oh, I yeah, I just you know it's because it's like a work environment. Like you know, it's hard to talk to your partner about a, a work deadline. Like, hey, right. honey, are you going to get that thing done? Right. Yeah. <laughs> By Friday, and then you know what I mean. It's just, yeah, it, it brings yeah. in those things where you're like, oh, yeah. you know, I wish we didn't have to, you know, yeah, deal with that as a as in a, like a work relationship. Yeah, but on the plus side, I mean, aside, it, it's just um, it's wonderful that we 
we're doing this thing together and with Rick, our best friend. Right. And every once in a while, we get invited to some bear event in the world. And that is a blast to go meet people that love our show and get to hang out in a, you know. Yeah, it's worth the stress of our relationship. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you can really feel the chemistry between, you were mentioning, of course, Rick Kopp, your, your co-star. Um, the chemistry between Reggie Wood and Nelson I feel like you can tell you guys are friends because it comes through in the writing. Did you ever know that uh, Ian was going, Ian Parks, who plays uh, Todd, was going to be through all the seasons? Was that always the plan, or did that just kind of work out? Actually, that's very interesting. We, you know, when we uh, wrote the the first season, uh, we thought that uh, Ian was going, that Todd was going to be the killer. Oh, yeah. It was going to be at the end. You know, like Jagged Edge. Right. Uh, you know, Jeff Bridges ended up really being the killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glenn Close, poor Glenn Close. Yes, the student. And we sort of, our, the first season was sort of an homage to that movie. Mm-hmm. And so we fully thought we, he would be the killer and we'd send him off. But after the huge response from the fans, we, we were like, we can't lose him. He's amazing. He, right. And he was so, he's so great to work with. He's a great actor. He's a great guy. And we were just like, no, no, we got to keep him forever. So right. we actually yeah. shot shot that one pretty much in order. Um, so it wasn't so, actually it wasn't so much about the fans because we hadn't put it out there yet. But yeah. once yeah. we um, <coughs> excuse me auditioned him, we uh, we were like, God, this guy is amazing. And we started shooting and working with him, and we thought we can't not bring him back. I mean, yeah. he's mm-hmm. so good, yeah. you know. He's, he's just it, and it's so great. Uh, so so we uh, switched it up, and um, our friend Scott Boschman, who was playing Cyril in it, mm-hmm. he had a he had a smaller part, and then we were like, okay, Scott, we're gonna make you the killer, and, like, <laughs> and then he was super happy about that, and uh, and uh, he ended up doing a great job, and, and it all worked out great. Well, and we now Nelson and Todd are getting married. I'm yes, obsessed uh, like a soap very, opera with very this. Very soon. <laughs> uh, well, maybe they're getting married. Right, I don't I, know I yet. I've only yeah, I don't know what's happening yet. I was going to say I can't. I can't say that. that no spoilers here. Or die, we're going to yeah. end up getting married because <laughs> if you saw season one of our uh, of, of this season, yes. episode one. I'm sorry, episode one of the season, yep. uh, Todd is actually shot. So yeah, I know. Yeah, now we're doing the whole what happened before. I know. Yeah, yeah we're leading up to the wedding. We're going to see him get shot. Right. You you yeah, are my it. you are my comedic soap opera. So I, I follow it very close. <laughs> <laughs> He's a devoted fan. Yeah. You know, we get we get to do stuff that as actors we don't really ever get to do and uh it it's so amazing that the stuff last season my character got to land a jumbo jet airliner. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, like that stuff you never get to do as no. an actor unless no. you Denzel Washington. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you guys were able to film right in the fuselage, right? Yeah, we got we we had a great set in that yeah. they shoot all kinds of movies in in North Hollywood. Uh, arrow mock-ups and we shot for three days there and uh yeah it was that was just that was a dream come true that, that is like, amazing you know so much fun sure yeah well what is coming up next for you what is uh you know what is the next season what is the next project what is in store for us fans and viewers well uh i i want to anybody who's listening please go to weatherbears.tv and catch up because mm-hmm. we're on season four and everybody loves all of our seasons. I think season four is is, is 
probably our best, yeah. but I think they're all well, they're all great. They're all yes. great. They're different, actually. They, each one has a different thing that I like best about them. Um, so I hope everybody will go and, and watch the show. And also, uh, we are we sell DVDs of our show, yes. and the Season 4 DVD is available for pre-order right now. So <laughs> if you want to go to our online store, you can get DVDs of all the seasons and catch up really quickly and binge watch. So, yes. You know, they're not all posted on YouTube. Um, our next, uh, what's coming up next, I think, is we, we can't even really think about a season five yet because we're still kind of in the right. thick of finishing season four, and mm. it's exhausting. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just been like, oh, my God, are we going to do this again? Um, but I don't know. We're already sort of rumbling. There's a rumbling yeah. of a season five. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we probably maybe <laughs> are going to want to do another one. Right. Uh, but, you know, once again, we'll have to raise the money. And, yeah, uh, it'll really depend on yeah. crowdsourcing again and if, right, if right, the right. audience is still there or if they're like, we're done. Right. Thanks. That was nice for <laughs> Right. Your audience is definitely not done. So yeah, <laughs> it's all if you're that. still alive right. and not exhausted. That's really what it'll come down to. <laughs> so, but uh, we're also we have we have a, a couple things planned. We're, uh, we got invited to Orlando. We're going there um, when October two weeks. In two weeks, we're going there for a thing called uh, Bear Bash. Nice in, uh, in in Orlando, and then in February we got invited to Cancun, Mexico. So we're going Ooh. there for this thing called Caribbean Bears. Uh, CaribbeanBears dot com, and yeah, nice. February twenty fifth through the 29th And so, if any of you spoken. Bears want to uh, get, go down to the Mexican, you know, yeah. sun, sunshine in February and join us. They have great packages. We're going to be down there for five days. That's yeah, amazing. And I'll tell you, we have quite a little Spokane bear group here. So I'm seeing them well, on Wednesday. They're all listening yeah. today. So we're, we're excited to have you guys. Um, just one last thing. What would you say to uh, people who want to get in the indie you know, shoot their own. Obviously, it's a lot of work, and I understand completely. What advice would you give to, uh, you know, people who want to get into the indie film part? I, I, I say just just do it. Like, get get your friends that... Um, the good thing is we all had some different skills. Um, you know, I, I was able to direct, mm-hmm. and work with the camera a little bit, and these guys are amazing writers, and we're all actors. We were able to produce. We wear a lot of hats, which you're going to have to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, sure, get yeah. a group of your friends that are all passionate about this kind of, you know, whatever your project is. And they bring different skill sets to the table. And, um, you know, now I just think it's an amazing time in, in, in the world where the technology has come down so low that you could shoot stuff on your own, edit it, you do the sound, lighting, all that stuff. Get a, you know, edit it on your computer and distribute it on the internet. You don't need distributors anymore. If you can build a web page and or a, put a YouTube page, you know, you could get people to go to it and stuff. It's just, it's amazing. It's, it's just, it's totally changed from what it was, you know, 15 years ago, where it was so dependent on uh, distribution and financing yep. and stuff. Yeah, nobody can stop you. That's that's the biggest advice I give people is just no one, no one can stop you now. No, there's no one that can keep you from producing your own show for the internet because exactly. you, it, it is possible to do it on your own. The only obstacle always is money. But even right. that, that right. has to be a huge obstacle, obstacle in the beginning if you are creative and pick a, uh, uh, a whatever your subject matter is, try right. to make it 
really scale it down, you know. Right. Like there are huge, you know, YouTube stars who just sit in front of their computer and, yeah. and talk. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think it's good to go to go past that and go. No, we're actually going to have yeah. you know, dialogue and locations and, and coverage and all that stuff. However, you can keep it scaled down enough that the cost doesn't have to be that prohibitive. Yeah, sure, and the cameras sure. and stuff are so amazing. You can shoot something on your iPhone. You know, right? I, I, I think that. I think that the, the visuals are much more forgiving, but the sound isn't. So if you're ever yes, going to do something yes. and you had some money, put it into recording sound. Because if you have good sound, you, you, yeah. that goes a long way. Yep. Like they tell you in film all the time, people will not forgive bad sound. They just won't do it. Never. <laughs> well, it's so true. It's so true. And we learned a big lesson. First season, we did a sound ourselves. And then uh, never again. Second season, we... We got a sound person, and that made all the difference. Oh, see, that's amazing. And I have to say, I know that on your website, in your store, uh, there is going to be the opportunity to buy all four in the nice little box set of all four seasons. I saw that on there, so I'm, I'm, that's where I'm heading. So. Yay, thank well, you. Yeah. You save and that's, money if you buy the seasons in a bundle. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah, haven't right. seen our show. It's shameless promotion here. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen our show, you can buy the bundle of all four seasons. Uh, and you save fifteen dollars. You buy the bundle, but also all of our all of our DVDs. The reason they sell, they've been selling well, is because we put tons of extras on there. So, yes, sure. You know, you get a, the, the behind the scenes. You get bloopers. You get sexy outtakes, deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a, a twenty minute all new episode that isn't even available online in each DVD. So. Yeah, the DVDs are a good deal. And the DVDs, we get to show some ass, which we don't exactly. Rock <laughs> I'm not going to say that's a big selling point for me, but it is. <laughs> it's, it's a big selling point. Huge. It, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. No, it doesn't hurt at all. Awesome. So we'll have we'll have that website on our Facebook on our site, and our yeah. website, so all of you listeners can go there DVD. and purchase those DVDs in a bundle with a bundle. ass. With ass, yes. Well, thank you both so much. I have to say, whether you choose to, uh, you know, a lot of us will be sad, but whether you choose to not do one, uh, another season, or you choose to do it, just what you've done so far for people uh, out here who wanted to see themselves represented in the media that they that we all see, I have to tell you, that alone was worth every year of the four seasons. So we'll hope for a five, but I know you guys need to, like, sleep so (laughs) well thank you so much it's so nice of you to say and we just we're we're just very grateful and thank you yes thank you so much and if any of you people spokane Spokane people run into us please come up and say hi we love to meet our fans definitely thank you so much we're going to spread the good word of where the bears are continue to do that on this show thank you both for taking time to be with us on our show today absolutely take care have a good one day bye bye and that was, and I learned how to say it, that was Joe Deedle and Ben Zook. They are co-creators, co-stars of the hit award-winning web series, Where the Bears Are. It's a comedy mystery. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out whether you're gay or whether you're not gay, whether you're a bear or you're not a bear. It's, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's just hilarious. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun, and I love supporting indie stuff because exactly. you and I, that's where we started. We love our indie in stuff. In the indie acting world. So Plus, that's definitely. where you get a lot of that good quality story writing Thank because you. it's not all about there's the two formula. Like making. they said, yep. you're not, you're not going to see a bunch of hairy-backed, no. No. Uh, overweight guys doing a comedy on NBC mm-hmm. anytime soon. Exactly. So, so we're well do it yourself. You do it yourself. We're all about about supporting the indie and the you know guerrilla cause and 
Also, Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, please visit pridefoundation.org. Also, you can donate your car, truck, or even boat. It's easy. Just call 855-KYRS-CAR. That's 855 855- Five nine seven seven two two seven to arrange a free pickup of your vehicle. You'll receive a tax receipt, and it's going to be put to a good cause. Perfect. Now I think we should take a, a little little break, a little music break. I think uh, that's appropriate. Continue with the boys after the music break. We're going to jump into the dish, talk about what's going on around us, um, some news stories that that we think are we need to talk about, and then we are going to have comedian Paula Poundstone join the boys live on the air in the second hour. Yes. So we're going to take a song break. It's going to be Giorgio Morador with Tempted. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. That was a fun song. I that was a really that fun one, song. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's very disco, very, you love know, dancey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. We do want to say something really quick. We do. We love to support, like we just said, supported indie artists, but we mm-hmm. also like to support local talent. We do. And uh, we played a song by Andy Rumsey last week, and we are going to play more of his music uh, through the following weeks. But I do want to remind everybody, he's a local artist. He's very good. He has a new album called Here We Are, and we want to encourage you to go to his release party it's happening on friday october 23rd at 7 p.m at the big dipper it is a five dollar uh ticket if you get it before the day eight dollars at the door um he's really good we played him last week like i said in like a lion out like a a light Mm. was the uh, album was the song we played last week we're going to be playing the title song here we are uh next week's show um, but definitely check out support your local talent. That's uh, going to be a fun event. So that is going to be a fun event. There's a lot of local musicians here who are very very good at what they do. We actually, I mean, we had for our fun drive, uh, Automatic Shoes here. Yes, he played and he, he played live and he, he was played amazing. live. He was amazing. So we'll have yeah. a lot more local talent type of events that we'll be telling you about. Exactly because that is important. But you know what? We're gonna bring back a little. Uh, a little segment that we have haven't done in a little while, and um, we like to bring it back now and then. We want to award the latest Crazy Bee. Now, remember, Crazy Bee even has uh, his own little, uh, I guess, icon, his own little character. His name is Mike. Uh, Kurt Schmier, our producer, created it. So Kurt's going to put that up online, but we're going to award something that is well-deserved. It's like the superstar <laughs> Crazy Bee, someone who needs it because the story doesn't stop. The story, and it still keeps going. It's right. been a month. It's I think, been so long. I think almost everyone listening is yeah. going to agree that this person has earned the award of the Crazy Bee. Yeah. And who is it? It's Kim Davis, everybody. Oh, Let's welcome her down to the right. stage. And you know what? Bianca Del Rio has something to say to you, Kim. Not today, Satan. Not today. That's there right. There you go. How tired are we? Very, I get it, very but here's tired. the thing: it's a story we have to follow. I really, I mean, we have to. We can't just put our fingers in our ears and hope that she goes away. Otherwise, she gets away with more and more. The latest that's been crazy, you know, Kentucky clerk refuses to to issue marriage mm-hmm. licenses, goes to jail for five days, comes back. She has been taken on by the Liberty Council. They are they're actually known as a hate group for uh, LGBT people. 
and they're fighting for her right to not do her job, basically. Essentially, right. And then, then the Pope comes to the U.S. The Pope comes to do, and we all know about it. He went to talk to Congress. He mm-hmm. met, you know, with with the president. There was there were a lot of things happening with the Pope, but apparently she had her lawyers al- allegedly, out, yes, met with the Pope. the Pope. Her lawyers come out and say, "Hey." Kim Davis met with the Pope, and the Pope said, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't say that, but, you know, was supportive of <laughs> right. Kim Davis. Mm-hmm. And then the Vatican wouldn't respond. They no. wouldn't make a statement. Then, a few days later, the Vatican says, you know, there was a brief. It was not pro-Kim or, right. or against Kim. It was just a brief thing. And then, a few days after that, the Vatican comes out and says, no, we did they're not. lying. Yeah, we did <laughs> so, not. Which is weird and confusing. Right. But the And then... At the Value Voters Conference that yes, happened, yes. a very right-wing conference, happened. her lawyers put up a picture of a stadium full of people praying in Peru and said that that was from an event to support Kim Davis. Of course, afterwards, because people aren't stupid, people went and did research and found that that wasn't true. It no. wasn't for that. They were just putting propaganda. Right. They came back and said... Oh, well, we, the Peruvian officials gave us the wrong information. No, they lied. Right, exactly. They have They're, been caught no in lies before. Liberty Council is mm-hmm. known to not give great information because they're just trying to skew the public. They are view. skewing, exactly, pictures, numbers, graphs. Mm-hmm. Every, they will skew the crap out of it. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. News. Michelangelo Signorelli, he responded to this basically oh, saying, oh, mad. the Pope, what are you doing? Aren't you pro-rights? Are you against rights? What is going on? But you and I talked about it. Yeah. Does it matter? Does it really I don't matter? Care. Whether he, whether he, w- now I get Michelangelo Signorelli is trying to say the Pope has done more to further mm-hmm. the church's view on LGBT people than anybody else has. But does, do I care if he met with, because I'm still not, I still don't, he's still a Catholic Pope. Exactly. I'm exactly. not stupid. I realize where Catholics stand. So, does it matter whether she met the Pope or didn't meet the Pope? Mm-hmm. Does it, and what Michelangelo Sr. really was trying to say, is does it strengthen her case in the U.S. in public opinion if the Pope did? I don't know that it does. I think it's crazy. She's crazy. And yeah. this, this whether he did or whether he didn't, I don't know if that is herping, hurting or helping our cause or herping it. Or her, uh, her I don't it. know if it does either. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters as well. I don't think it matters that the Pope, you know, comes down and doesn't really. He has a wishy washy stance, first of all. Yes, he does. It's very. And he has to. Right, exactly. It's very much, okay, let's be accepting of everybody, but I don't know if I'm going to do whatever. But officially, I'm not Officially, gonna, no officially, comment. Yeah, right. It's crazy. So, first of all, to think that Pope, is, the Pope is going to be your biggest advocate, start over. That's that you're not. <laughs> He's Let's not. Re-work. He's not your biggest advocate. Yeah. He's doing good work. He's doing more work than any pope has before. Right. But the fact is, but he's still the pope. If he, yeah, and if he came out pro gay exactly. on everything, there would be a problem in Catholicism Huge. and the Vatican. Yeah. He, so, and I'm not excusing the pope. No. Let's face it. Our church leaders need to be yeah. not so. They need to remember all humanity. But the fact is, he's not gonna. No. It's not gonna happen. That's that's not and really so, how that works. Hug. Kim Davis tell her that she mm-hmm. needs to stand strong or don't, I am more likely to believe that the Liberty Council is lying. Um, but it doesn't because matter. Because they have either a history. Way. Yeah, of they have lying. a history line. Mm-hmm. But either way, it doesn't matter because Kim Davis still is breaking the law and not doing her job. That's the only thing that really matters in the story, anyways. So that's our thing. But no, she is a winner. 
a winner. Well, she's a winner at losing. A winner at losing. she gets our Crazy Bee Award. She does. So. so there you go, Kim Davis, everybody. I know. And if you look up on our, I don't know if Kurt put up our uh, uh, the poster, but there's mm-hmm. a new poster that's coming out. It's a limited edition. Um, Mike, our Crazy Bee Award giver. He, it's a picture of him, and it has a quote on it. And um, it's limited edition because Sergey um, and I and Kurt are going to sign it. And... Um, and maybe it out. you'll get it. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe maybe, you'll get it. maybe, maybe there'll be a prize for them. There's not a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of them out there. So that's the Crazy Bee Award. Let's I get down it. to all the other crazies. <laughs> right. Well, first, let's start with our sports minute. Sports <laughs> minute for CCE. We've been working with uh with them quite a bit. We love um, this. They are great. Uh this is US figure skater Adam Rippon. He has officially come out as gay that's a yeah. uh, 25 year old um so he made a uh, announcement in the u.s figure skating official magazine yep and just saying this is just he, it was very nonchalant yeah he was just stating something that he says he's always known um and he's hoping it will help others he's like mm-hmm. i'm a you know he talks fathers that always freak out if they're even if their son becomes a figure skater because right. it must mean that they're gay that's as more well. effect, right he's right. saying doesn't matter if they are. Yeah. He comes from a small town in Pennsylvania. Right. He's still a good son. He's still good at what he does. It's it's n- athletes he keeps saying it's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's about this is a a side note to what we're there for. Right. Um he's very good at what he does. He almost got onto the 2014 Olympic team. He placed 8th in the 2014 US Championship. He just missed the team. Um just just He says this is his year. You know, right. he's going to He's going to keep working it and getting there. And I think it's great that they're so brave. He seemed, you didn't hear the the story we hear a lot, which is is valid, which is I was afraid right, to do right, this. Right, He's right. just like, hey, this is it. So, I mean, this congratulations am, yeah. and uh, for just being yourself to uh, the the figure skater, Adam Rippon. I think that's great. So and maybe we will start seeing him two at thumbs the Olympics. Up. Two thumbs up. That's what I'm saying. Two thumbs up. I love I know. it. So, and thank you to CCE Sports Network for allowing us to do the sports in a minute and having faith that we might be able to talk about sports in an intelligent way. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, when it's when Sometimes. it's when it's figure skating, I guess we can pass. Cuz I can, we can freaking love work. figure skating, I'm Me not going to lie. Me too. I love And there's not a lot of rules to it. Just be creative and skate. Be pretty. Be pretty. I wear, love it. Wear sparkles. That wear, is definitely oh, a rule. I love it when they wear sparkles. Yeah. Or no and shirt. Can we just <laughs> talk about I I tried ice skating a few times. Let me tell you, you, it's some skill. First of all, that you jump, they do all these crazy moves off the ice. I was going to say the triple indie, but that's not a thing. Triple indie. (laughs) Triple axle. And all of these amazing moves. I I am mesmerized every time I can watch figure skating on TV. It's just so beautiful. Right. I have to So much skill. Absolutely. So there you go. You're welcome. So moving on into our dish. Yeah. Let's begin talking with sweet cakes about sweet cakes so by the melissa. Ant- by uh, melissa again again when how ha- we've talked about them four or five times now. they annoy me they are always on the news doing something the latest doing they something. sent out cakes to 10 uh big lgbt organizations to say um we love you right that it's true that they love you they just want to so they're spreading god's love. and and remember they atta- they had the movie in it the anti-gay movie yes whatever it that's was not called. anti-gay it's, it's not gay it's, it's about truth showing love 
Right. Here's the thing. So Sweet Cakes, if just to remind you, was a bakery in Oregon mm-hmm. who refused to do a wedding cake for a lesbian couple. The lesbian couple sued because Oregon has on anti-discrimination yes. laws on the books. So by refusing to pay, they were found, you know, being against the law, working against the law. They were uh, asked to pay. They were told to pay. You have to pay 135000 dollars to this couple this now that does sound like a lot of money and now they're claiming that that's going to put them out of business they said they can't they can't afford we can't Can't pay pay that that because uh we have financial hardship which is something you can claim but listen people let's 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 pay attention (laughs) this is the this is key this is is key key. especially because it's public information exactly so i just want to say and they made a big deal out of this they have crowdfunding sources that they're supporters put up for them and they have made uh, this was the number as of wednesday it's probably a lot higher now yes. but as of wednesday they had raised five hundred and fifteen thousand that dollars is more than triple right what they're being asked so to pay. i'm pretty sure you can afford to pay what the courts told you you had to pay because you broke the a law, law. Yes. kim davis absolutely thank you but kim davis there again. Lawyers are calling for oppressive persecution. You, we have a, we are a protected right. class. Religion is a protected class, just like uh, yes. the LGBT people are protected class. And in guess Oregon. what? You don't have a right to make me pay. Wrong. You are a protected class, but you're not protected from breaking the law, and that's what you have to remember. Exactly. You are breaking a law. You still have to. And you can. It. it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with the law. What's that old phrase? Does not you matter. can put lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig. Right. Exactly. So don't try <laughs> exactly. to dress this up. That's what gets me angry. Because mm-hmm. it's exactly what Liberty Council is doing yeah. with Kim Davis. The fact remains you broke the law. Welcome to living in society. Exactly. And how many laws out there I wish I could break because I don't like them. I do not yeah. like to pay taxes. I wish I could break that right. law, but you but cannot. you can't do that. I can no. morally disagree with any of these laws, but I have any to follow them. them. Yeah. And that's the truth. You're, it's not about your morals. It's about the law. And growing up in this state, there was many, many a year, because no. I am not 12, there was many a year I could have been fired at any point because yep. I'm an outspoken gay man, and I have been since I came out of the closet. I could have been fired at any job, and I would have had no... And I have been fired at a job in the past when I was... 24 i believe and the employer was Mm -hmm. able to tell me to my face it was because of my sexuality because you were i called lawyers i called lambda legal and i was told you have no laws at that time in the state you can try to sue all you'll do is set a precedence but you know what i was expected to do suck it up and realize Mm -hmm. that those were the laws of the time now that you are being expected melissa sweet cakes by melissa you're throwing a fit and calling oppression. Right. To talk to a group about oppression and, and get back. And us. how many decades oppressed? Let's. Yeah. yeah you so don't know this kind of stuff. No, the majority cannot of. be oppressed. Let's yeah. be honest. You are not being oppressed here right now. I've said it a million times. Can we put the two year olds in the corner for a time out? Yeah. And can the grown ups just realize we don't have to put up with this foolishness exactly. anymore? Exactly. That's yeah. ends. How many times will they call? Oh, it's oppression. Oh, they're hunting us down. Well, look. Look, how many years have you been hunting us down? They have, ta- tur- they have tried turn to turn the tables, the tables yeah. and re... Mm-hmm. Well, look, it's been shown by Liberty Council. They yeah. will lie in order to make themselves look good exactly. the whole time. This is ridiculous. And yeah. I yeah. don't understand why the tables even have to turn. Why does it have to be a fight? Why is it either one be- one side is being attacked or the other? Right. No, no one has to be attacked. Why is we it can just let's live, live by in- the law and exactly. I respect you, Yeah, you respect me. And that's it. It's that simple. Yeah. Talking. Speaking of being fired, 
unlawfully or lawfully right. because of uh, sexuality. So there was a Southern Indiana subway. Uh, this is Sheridan Subway in Indiana who fired one of their employees because they were HIV positive, which exactly. actually is illegal, illegal. Uh, it is. It is part of based the... Based on American Disabilities yep. Act and the Civil Rights Act of 1991. Yep. So you can't do it. And this is the thing. So he started back in January, I believe. Right. Um, and let's be clear, it's not him that's suing, even though he totally can, and he has a lawyer. It is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, yes. that's suing because this is wrong, obviously. So right. his right. name is John Doe in the case because yeah. Because he wants wanna, to remain anonymous. Yeah. But the fact is, in January, when he started his job, I think it was like a day after or something, mm-hmm. he said he had come out to his boss as HIV positive. Right. The boss, right away, shared some concerns what will our clientele say if they find out? You know, all of these things. Can you pass it on? Working with food. What if you cut yourself? Yes. All the crazy stuff I thought we had dealt with dealt with in the late eighties, early right? 90s. Way back when. Thought we got that out of the well. Place. Not 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 in uh, not in Indiana. Right. Well, a few months later, he gets a phone call from his boss, and he's fired over the phone, and he yeah. said that they had talked to their superiors, and they are concerned about financial liability, so you can't work here. The whole thing is a very ignorant, oh my gosh, horrible thing. Right, I don't think Subway can take another hit. They're already still reeling from the Jared stuff. Oh yes, yeah, Jared, and now this, and I mean Subway, step up your game right, right? now. Here's the thing: first of all, you can't, you cannot fire someone because they have HIV because no. they have any really no. disability. You can't, no. you can't do that. Um, but the ignorance of this manager. To say, what if you cut yourself? Right. What are you? Are you kidding me? First of all, that has nothing to do with HIV. Cutting yourself right. is already a safety concern. Why would you serve someone if you had just cut yourself? Yeah, That's bloodborne pathogens. Yes. You, and there is training. And for there is that training in the restaurant restaurant exactly. industry. And do you wear gloves always? Do you mm. wash your hands always? Do you mm-hmm. use safety knives and things? You know, there are so many other precautions for you to not cut well, yourself. And for him to make. And here's the thing with ignorance, people. Yeah. You can get rid of ignorance by educating yourself. Education. Yeah. Before the final mm-hmm. firing was done. It is obviously obvious that they did not educate themselves on anything. Nothing. It was still all fear-based. It was. What is wrong with you? Right. Learn your stuff before you try, go out there and make this horrible, and I'm sorry, Subway, I hope you get burned. Yes, I hope this is horrible to you. This is Because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And let's be honest, how, I think it was very responsible of this employee to come out and say, I am... HIV positive, and he did not have to. He, he did didn't not have, have to. to. There was no reason for him to have to. It was just status. something. But he also shouldn't have great. to live in, uh, in like fear of being fired. Block any part yeah. of himself just because he's afraid of this exactly. crazy. Exactly. You know that's so unfair. But wow, wow, Our world is losing its mind. It is losing its mind. And Subway's supposed to be a very, very open company. Mm-hmm. Very. And I get it. Rights. This is a guy that owns the franchise. But guess yeah. what? Guess what? They are representing. You the company. So Subway mm-hmm. Corporate needs to step up, and I haven't seen a statement from no, them. No, nothing. And this manager needs to step up, mm-hmm. and the owner of that franchise needs to step up. Exactly. There are some people who need to stand up and apologize. Yeah. And it needs to happen. And I don't think, uh, and I really hope the case goes forward, and the uh, you know the EEOC is able to, uh, char- you know, to fine this company yeah, for doing find that. some damages Let's i'm face sure it, the reason there mm-hmm. are uh damages that are are with money with dollars connected to them is because and i was told this by a lawyer once 
the quickest way to make your point to a company is to hit them where it hurts, and, and that's, that's their the pocketbook. pocketbook. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anything wrong with going after them and making sure they understand exactly. this will not happen again. And, right, exactly. And especially franchise owners, if you hit their pocketbook, they're always trying to save on their dime. Mm-hmm. I mean, they will understand and get it and, you know, at least have a policy in place. Yeah, and this is not, there is no excuse. This no. is not an honest mistake. This, <laughs> this, is, this is breaking the law. Breaking the law and being uh, ignorant mm-hmm. A willfully ignorant mm-hmm. that you would treat anyone like this. There's no excuse. Have we noticed a trend recently breaking the law really on purpose, being ignorant about it and not really caring and saying it's, exactly. it's the right thing to and do? And then deciding how you're going to spin huh. it so you look Interesting. good. Yeah. And Interesting. And that's my fear for our country is that is happening everywhere because we would rather not respect people right. than actually you know, live together. Exactly. Go I know. figure. Moving on. Right. So we want to talk about a guest, actually, a little bit about a guest that we're going to be having on the show next week. Yes, that's right. Um, And this is the student Lance Sanderson from Memphis, Tennessee. We mentioned in last week's show that he goes to a Catholic boys' school, um, and he wanted to bring his boyfriend to homecoming. He was told last year by an official of the school that that would be no problem. That official has left. Mm-hmm. And so this year he had to readdress it. And then they freaked out. And that's when we were talking about how they use statistics like, um, you know, oh, more violence happens in homosexual relationships. All these things that have no business. Fake statistics. Yeah, exactly. Really. And <laughs> have no business. You're yeah, right. And the rule, all the rules said was, the rules do say that you can bring a girl from another school. Mm-hmm. So he had every right to ask. Well, he was told no. And then subsequently he didn't get to bring his boyfriend to school, but he also got suspended and he's still not welcome back to the school because this is my favorite reason. Oh, it's He's suspended brilliant. for bringing unwanted media attention. Okay, so you got to look like the jerks you are. Right. <laughs> but he's the reason that he's... That's yeah, so like, you're wow. going to get offended because you made people look at us and see that we're really just horrible yeah. people. Yeah, oh, that okay. you're bad, so you're bad people. Well, it, it gets better. So there is a Lakeland commissioner. Uh, his name is Clark Plunk. Well, he took to mm-hmm. Facebook on Monday and said some pretty horrific things about the young man. One of them, of course, saying, let the little homo sue. And... So some of the things he said, it's a Christian school, so I don't like the rules. Don't go there. If you don't like the rules, don't go there. As usual, you have one person trying to change the rules just for himself. I'm told by alumni, the gay kid is looking for publicity. I hate the term gay. It makes them sound like they are happy and gay. And they want to call people that criticize them homophobes to make them sound mean. As a whole, gays are mean, cruel, spiteful people with an axe to grind. That's only one of a few statements he chose to How put on his Facebook page. How vile is that? How awful. First That's of all, you're so... a public official. Yeah. You so can't... maybe check yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just be saying that. Yeah. Also, the posting best. it on Facebook. And right. I love, and this I hear this all the time from people, especially, oh. and you know, it's a trend. I love right Christians, right-wing Christians that post on Facebook and then say, well, that was on Facebook. That's not public. You can't take that down. Right, and I want to be like, stop right there. Hi, it's called Facebook. It's Facebook. It's it on the public. internet. It's the public. minute you put it on the internet, yeah. guess what? You can't claim. Oh, that's right. private. And you can't be like, oh, well, you weren't supposed to hear that. Yeah, well, okay, my well. bad. Right. I don't mean that if it's public. So, yeah, if it's public, I wouldn't be such a horrible human being. So here's the thing: this man said mm-hmm. a lot of vile statements, and you know, you can go and read them in these articles. You can even see. And then the thing 
here's the thing. So the news crew went and saw him at one of the city council meetings and he stood up and said, I stand behind what I said. Yeah. Oh, now you're going to be forcibly horrible. Okay. So here's, it's ugly. It's getting ugly now. We're going to have um, Lance Sanderson on our show next week because the story doesn't stop. And how horrible for his senior year of school. Oh, yeah. Kicked out of school. He hasn't been welcomed back yet. And all of this publicity and all he wanted to do Let's take a boy boy to to, to homecoming. homecoming. That's it. Just think, if they would have let him take a boy to homecoming, none of this would be It would have been so easy. Yeah. And you wouldn't have unwanted attention. Exactly. You wouldn't be a terrible person on the internet. Well, probably still would be, but... Right, right. We wouldn't know about it. I feel for this young man because I'm sure he wasn't... I love how he says, this uh, commissioner says, oh, he's just after publicity. Mm Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's smart because he took it to the public when such hateful things were said yes. about him. Yes, when they turned down his right to take someone mm-hmm. to to the homecoming dance there at the school. This is, but this is what's happening, and they're going to claim their religious liberties and all of this stuff, and, and it's, that it's being prosecuted, and uh, yeah, gay persecution, people are yeah. are terrible, apparently human beings yeah, as a yeah, whole. Wow. Right. And so I feel for that this is going to run, but it is, as you stated, it is a trend. So, you know, it's something that's happening right now that we need to check Absolutely. ourselves. I talked about it in a blog recently. We mm. need to check ourselves. Yeah. Because if we accept, Start, if we expect yeah. such high standards mm. for our leadership, we better expect them right here. Exactly. Exactly. So anyways, with that amazing message, we're going to take a quick song break. And when we come back, we will be talking to comedian. Paula Poundstone. That's going to be exciting. Very excited. So this song is by Telekinesis, and it's called Please Ask for Help. Comedian, author, actress, interviewer, and commentator, Paula Poundstone has entertained us for years. She's coming to Spokane in October, and Outspoken is proud to welcome Paula Poundstone to the air. Paula, are you there? I am. How are you? Hello, hello. We are wonderful. How are you? I'm good. You're now. Are you currently on tour, or all those dates are starting in September? Um, well, I'm not on the kind of tour that's on the back of the sw- of a sweatshirt. You know, I don't go on a, <laughs> right. a bus. I, I'm. Um, uh, I go out every weekend. Okay. Um, yeah. So well, actually, with the exception of this weekend, because I'm driving my daughter back up to college. But uh, outside of that, pretty much every weekend. I was going to say, uh, you are known to to work a lot, and you were mentioning buses. I did read somewhere that when you first started stand-up comedy, you took a Greyhound? I took a Greyhound bus all around the country to see oh, wow. what clubs were like in different cities. Sure, sure. And I, pr- I did live on the bus. That bus I did live on. <laughs> um, well, it wasn't always the same bus, come to think of it, but uh, I would take a bus, um, for example... T- you know, for example, I would go to Denver because I had a pass that where you could go anywhere you wanted for a month oh, at wow. a time. And so I would go to Denver. Then I would get off the bus in Denver and return to the bus station mm-hmm. to catch a bus for a location four hours away that night. And then as soon as I arrived at that four-hour-away location, I would get back on the bus to Denver uh, and in this way, I got my eight hours sleep at night. Oh, oh, wow. oh wow! I was going to say though that schedule, just listening to it, makes me tired. Yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> exhausting. Now, well, you know, the great thing about the Greyhound bus was mm-hmm. that you could, you know, uh, well, you could sleep while the while the country went by the window, which I I love. Um, now I, you know, now I sleep on on airplanes mostly. 
Sure. Right. Right. Well, I, I, you know what? I, you know, I love, I love train travel and I love uh, bus travel much more than I like airplane travel. The problem is that uh, plane, uh, trains and buses don't get you there fast enough. So exactly. I've had to, you know, I've had to cheat and go with the airplane. And right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny when we announced that we were going to be talking to you. Someone said, and I love you and loved you for years, but I hadn't. I don't remember this one. They said mention to her. That their favorite joke is about being on the wrong side of the airplane while everything interesting is people going by. People on the left, people on the right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the the pilots like to point the stuff out the window, and they and they would they would always say they would always say, uh, you know, they'd come on the thing and they'd go, you know, um, the people on the left, uh, there's the coolest stuff out your window. Right, and you don't get to see it. Sure. I never have been on the right on the correct <laughs> yeah. side of. The airplane never, and it could be something that I would think is fairly large. And how could you miss yeah. it, um, <laughs> even being on the other side of the airplane? Right. I've I, I have a theory that they, that they would that they would purposely fly crooked so that the people on the right <laughs> couldn't see it. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're flying up to Washington, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to try really hard not to see Mount Rainier, or yeah. the yeah, whole state burning down. Which right now you're going to see from everywhere. You're going to see both. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. How are the fires going? It is still, last I checked, there were yeah. still 15 active. The smoke where we are is, are, is not fun. But, wow. you know, they finally have the state of emergency. So, and we are determined to clear it up by the time you get here for your show. Well, I, I mean, not that I need to be the impetus. Yeah. Um, but, gee, I am. Yeah. You know, and I, exactly. and I read, exactly. um, <clears throat> that's all I want to say. I just read. Um, I read that... Uh, it's um, that global warming is responsible, right, for the fires and this that, year, which is really and that's exactly what really they're saying. Creepy, mm-hmm. and it makes that one lost in space episode um, <laughs> foremost in my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know there was an episode of Lost in Space where they had no water. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and well, where it got really, really hot. I don't know yeah. if you recall there were um, uh, they were not they they had to lay down. Uh, under some blankets in the sun, and there was uh, because they, there was a the sun rotated really close to the planet they were on, and they weren't sure that they were going to see each other anymore afterwards. I want you oh. to know that they did. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I know you're on the edge of your seat. There. I, yeah, was, I was. I was. Really, Gosh, actually, I, lost in space. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they might have gone to the future and found out what's going on, and then gone and wrote that episode. Exactly. Right. I think that I think that scientists. Um, and, you know, our emergency crews and stuff need to take a look at that episode uh, uh, as instructive. You know, I really do love Lost in Space. I'm not making this up. This is a true story. I swear it. I'm not exaggerating this in any way. I went to an event several years ago um, where totally coincidentally, I had no idea that this would take place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fundraiser for an organization called Actors and Others for Animals, and it was a you know one of like a dinner and uh, roast. In fact, was part of the evening. And um, I sit down at the at this table that you know had my little name tag at it where I was supposed to sit. And the host of the evening stands up at, at the table that I was at to introduce me to the other people at the table. And one of the people was um, Guy Williams' wife. Oh. Now, Guy Williams, who played Mr. Robinson, yes. is long since dead. Um, as, uh, for, uh, uh, and I was, 
my jaw dropped open when I was meeting Guy Williams twice, and I took out of my bag an eight by ten of the cast no. of Lost in Space. That you just happened to carry that around. I, that I had that. I think she yeah. thought I was an absolute nutter, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but I happened to have that in my bag. It had nothing to do with, I mean, I, there was no way in the world I would have known that I was going to meet Guy Williams' wife that night. Right. Um, but I happened to be carrying an 8 by 10 of the cast of uh, Lost in Space. Well, how, and I would, how coincidental. I would take a wild guess that I was the only person doing that on yeah. the planet that day. <laughs> I think so. I feel like you could be ready to go on the game show Let's Make a Deal at any moment. Yeah, remember when they used to say, like, if you, do you have a hard-boiled egg in your yes. bag? Yeah, remember right. that one? <laughs> yes, I do. That's... Yeah, and I always felt after that that I should carry a hard-boiled egg just in case <laughs> just, somebody asked. yes. I Just feel like case. the packing to even go to that show had to have been, like, tremendous, like, days on end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, now, right. Uh, yeah, trying to um, narrow down exactly what the thing might be. Right, exactly. So, Paula, obviously you're coming to tour uh, up here in Spokane, but your career uh, got started in 1979 in Boston. Um, you did stand-up in there. So let's kind of take a little bit uh, of time to talk about how that all began. Well, you know, I was, I always loved, you know, comedy and the sound of laughter, and I think I'd wanted to be a comic forever and ever, but by the time I was, well, there's a little period of time where I wanted to be a lawyer because I liked Perry Mason. Oh, um, yes. But as it turns out, I really just wanted to be a fat guy with dark circles under my eyes, <laughs> and I, I, I am managing that. Um, but I, I, by the time I was in high school, I had sort of, I, I, or even just out of high school, I really saw, I, I, I didn't know what the path would be to being a comic performer of any sort. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw myself as a stand-up comic necessarily. Um, I thought I would be Carol Burnett or, or Lucy or Mary Tyler Moore, all of which I missed by a country mile, by the way. <laughs> but um, uh, I really just, as luck would have it, I happened to be busing tables for a, a living. Sure. A, and... Um, a stand-up comedy couple of couple of guys producer guys that decided they would be producer guys they didn't have any particular training in production but um had the idea to start um stand-up comedy shows and i really don't know you know why or how they did that anyways um because there were no the people that started doing stand-up comedy in Boston had never done it before. It was just like a regular guy, and then you're like, well, now I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, but anyways, they they began producing these shows with, I guess, guys that they were just friends with. I don't know. Went to college with. I don't know. And um, I went to one of those shows. They, uh, they used to be every other Sunday. They uh, I was seeing somebody's band at a club, and, and I saw a flyer up on the wall. And I went to one of the, the shows, and I'm like, wow, I really could do that. Uh, and uh, so I started doing their open mic nights. Um, and that's the, you know, that's the training ground for a, a stand-up comic, is those right. nights that a right. club might have where anybody who wants to can go up for five minutes um, and so, you know, you, you, you prepare your five minutes and, and you go up and practice and you do that over and over and over again. And eventually you might be pretty good. Right. Um, sure. so I did that in Boston. I, I found it hard to get traction there because the scene itself was a little bit misogynistic and uh-huh. I don't know, 
so I um, uh, I took a Greyhound bus around the country to see what clubs were like in different cities, and I ended up in San Francisco, where I really uh, felt like I belonged. Felt like the audience understood me a lot, a lot, a lot, and I was lucky enough to be there for a number of years before I came down here. And you know. You bring up a good point. So you are, like, obviously, there's two gay guys here sitting in front of a mic talking to Paula Poundstone. You have a huge gay following. Why do you think that is? Is it because you were got your start there in San Francisco? Or why do you think uh, gay people are so drawn? I think, well, uh, I, I, I think one reason is that, yeah, I worked in a place that had a big gay population. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think another thing is that in the process of working in that place that had a big gay population. I mean, at the time, the stand-up comedy in, scene in Boston, where I had come from, was uh, a very intolerant. Um, they would, you know, I don't even know that they made a lot of gay jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they acknowledged that, <laughs> that, that, uh, that such people existed. Yeah. Um, it really was and the reason for this is, you know, the the guys that get the most stage time uh-huh. tend to, and and that may, and that in the in the beginning, um, because in the beginning that's really just because of the relationship that they have with the guys that were the producers, you know, so um, because they were friends, and so they say, well, you know, then you guys get the stage time. It had right. nothing to do with talent or ability in the beginning. Um, Eventually, it may have, but the people who get better are the people who get more stage time. So that that core of people pretty much determines the tone uh, uh, of um, uh, of the uh, of the comedy in the area. Or certainly, it was that way back then. Um, you, you know, if I went to different cities, you 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 could almost tell where someone was from as a comic, um, partly by their accent, of course. Um, but partly by the by the tone of what they did, and so Boston had a very intolerant kind of a tone, whereas San Francisco obviously less so because mm-hmm. they had a huge a huge and open gay population right. there. Um, but even in even in clubs in San Francisco where there was a huge and open gay population, they still were whipping boys to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, you know, there was still, like, a lot of gay jokes. And I think I, you know, I would look at the audience and and kind of, it just didn't make sense to me, you know? I just felt like I want people to be able to go out and have a good time and not feel that they are, you know, that there's part of the night they have to sort of close their ears to. Right. Or that they are the, you know, the fodder for the jokes. It just doesn't feel right to me. Um, you know, in addition to that, <laughs> I think we probably, you know, many, many gay people think that I'm gay. Yeah, and, right. yeah. By the way, I may or may not be. I, right. I, just the other night I was on stage and somebody asked me, oh. and I said, you know, I, and it's funny, I was talking to this audience member um, that was sitting right yeah. in front at a job I was at in Los Angeles the other night, and... and um, this woman, she wouldn't talk to me. I, I asked her a couple questions, and she was very sort of. Um, this is while I'm on stage. Uh-huh. Uh, she had she had spoken out while I was talking about politics, and she mm-hmm. said something sort of surly about Hillary. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, you know," she said that Hillary Clinton lies, 
And uh-huh. I said, well, yeah, maybe she does. I, I don't know. I'm not really knowledgeable enough on that on that topic. And then um, and then I said to her, you know, have you ever, you know, worked on a campaign for a candidate? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. And I said, well, would you mind me asking who it was? And she said, yes, I do mind. <laughs> and oh, wow. uh, so I was kind of <laughs> stunned. Uh, normally, people are a little bit more conversive right, with right. me, <laughs> particularly in that setting. Um, so... I don't know, a few more minutes go by, and somewhere in the conversation, she asked me if I was if I was a lesbian. And I said, you know, honestly, I don't know what I am. I just don't <laughs> like sex at all, and so I don't much care what I am. <laughs> and, uh, and then it dawned on me how much I had revealed to her. And I said to her, and, you know, the crowd was laughing. I said, yeah, do you hear what I just said to you, and you won't even tell me what candidate you worked for? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think part of it is that, um, as I, yeah, I really have no idea what I am, nor do I much care. Right. Um, it doesn't, in in no way, uh, because it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but I think having said that, and living my life that way, I think it makes um, people more comfortable. Right. 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 Just be. I mean, just being you, really. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny. The funny thing about being oneself is it takes oddly years and years and years to be able to do it. Oh, yes. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And that's certainly the case as a performer. I find that my, you know, sort of one of the, mm, one of the sort of background ideas I have in my head, um, you know, when I'm on stage or when I'm thinking about uh, performing, uh, it's sort of the more and more um, facade that I can strip away. Sure, sure. Uh, the more myself I can be, I think the better off I am as as a performer. Not everyone works that way. That's not everyone's goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I don't know. For me, it kind of is. I feel that the whole night of comedy is kind of predicated on my relationship with the audience. Right. And in order to have a good relationship, you have to be open. Well, yeah. and, you know, your shows are really interactive with the audience, and they're known for never being the same thing twice. You kind of bring something new. So uh, when you come to Spokane, we know what to expect, but we never know what to expect. So yeah. Is that the way you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I do like it that way for a couple of reasons. Yeah. One is I have to remember less things, and that gets harder and harder. Um <laughs> Uh, my goal for any given night is for every audience member to, at one point, fear incontinence. <laughs> Not mine, by the way. Theirs. Uh, right. Yes. That's a and whole by other the way, show. Only fear it. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's you know, bad if it, happens, if it actually happens. No big deal. <laughs> well, have you ever been to Spokane before? Oh, that yeah, you many can... times. I've worked the Bing before. Yes, oh, and that's where you're coming back for us. Uh, you're going to be here in October at the Bing, which is a beautiful theater. I love the Bing. I have a picture of my name on the marquee at the Bing on my silly, stupid phone um, because I love that marquee. I, I, and uh, yeah. I love the Bing. I love the idea that there's a location called the Bing. <laughs> right. Yes. And it is very historic, and I we are very honored that you're going to grace us here in Spokane. And I do want to say one on a personal note: the favorite, my favorite shows to ever tune into are "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me" when you're on the panel. They are oh, the best you. ever, and I just wait for them. I'll just, I mean, I'll listen to them all, but you know, you're the ones I wait. You're the one I wait for. 
Well, thank you very much. It's so much fun to do. I'm I'm really lucky to get to be um, to get to be on there. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a weekly news quiz show mm-hmm. with three panelists um, uh, from a from a pool of about fifteen panelists, I think. But there's there's three of us on each each week, and we answer questions about the week's news uh, in a comedic way in general, and and. And I guess we the, the, we vie for the uh, mantle of most informed that week. Right. And well, by the way, I hold the record for losses, I believe. Uh, oh, yay. <laughs> well, I say that's where I get my news. I don't know if that's good or not, but that's yeah, where I get... Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> would say, I, I would say as a supplement yeah, yes. to a good, yeah. solid news source. Probably, yes. I, I, I don't think that it should be the main course. All right. <laughs> Right, especially, it's dessert. Especially when you have your own show in mm-hmm. a city, I probably shouldn't just just rely yeah. on well, that. Well, you know, uh, no, especially because there's an election coming up. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. It's a good idea <laughs> to have a... You're handling it the way Donald Trump handles it. Right, there you go. It's Why no stuff? Right, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and we all know from watching him, that's the worst way to handle anything. It, 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 it is. He doesn't seem to... You know, I, I love... He, you know, John McCain used to uh-huh. call his his bus. It was the Straight Talk Express, and that was like <laughs> this this straight talk phrase was yeah. used uh, by John McCain, meaning that he wasn't you know sugarcoating stuff that he right. was just telling the the voters what they needed to hear. And we all know that that was n- never right. true. Right? Yeah, um, yeah, not exactly. quite accurate. Uh, Donald Trump uh, uses that phrase "straight talk" a lot. He's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but he means it differently. Yes. Um, you know what? As he said in the in the in the not the, the in the debate, he said he doesn't have time for tone. Uh, what that means is that he can say really mean things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he uh, you know and that and that he's just sort of saying it off the top of his head and he's not editing anything. But in his case, when he refers to straight talk, it, it, it's what it mean, What it really means is that he 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 doesn't really understand the issue. Yeah, um, sure. Because there's very few of the issues that we deal with. If things were easy, well, then, geez, we would have resolved everything a long time ago. Yeah. But it's not easy. There, exactly. Many of the issues are quite nuanced, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and they require more than a phrase and, and perhaps even more than a paragraph yeah. um, and to they really do. understand. Right. A- a- and so, yeah, so when he says straight talk, what he means is <laughs> You know, pay no attention to the <laughs> to the details of the of the problem. Yes, right, you know, right. It's a, it's a, it's code for I have no idea what I'm talking about. Exactly, and and that is a lot of times the and case a, with politicians. Exactly, and apparently that's the secret in the that aspect of people keeping him up in the polls. I guess exactly. Oh, I yeah, think it, it is. It, I think it really is. is. I think that. Um, and by the way, I don't mean to pretend that I have plumbed the depths of every issue because <laughs> right, I have yeah. not. I'm, <laughs> I am shockingly ignorant on uh, on many, many things. But I I do think, because I watched, I didn't watch the whole rally in um, Alabama, but I watched, you know, parts of it. And, I, you know, he would say something really awful, and people would cheer, and it was mm-hmm. kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't upset me that one kind of comical guy behaves that way, mm-hmm. but, but it is very upsetting to see so so many people kind of gravitate to it and 
encourage yes, it. Absolutely. But then it dawned absolutely. on me what it is he's doing. And I don't know if he actually knows what he's doing or if he just does it sort of naturally and then these people gravitate. But I think what's happening is he's giving people the opportunity to believe that they can unleash the most greedy, dark parts of themselves mm -hmm. and be successful. Right. Exactly. Right. And, he, and, you know, they have this idea that because he's rich, he's going to make us all rich. That's exactly and ask it. his employees if that's how it's worked. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They'll tell you the truth. I'm going to go with no yeah. from the man who has been bankrupt like three times. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. Paula. Yeah, exactly. We can we could probably talk for hours with you. So we this should is, do coffee yeah, when you we come We should to do town. coffee when you come. <laughs> Um, if I drank coffee, I would do coffee with you in an instant. Well, then we Whatever will have you drink. decaf. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I drink really, I drink diet soda, which is like the worst thing you can drink. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll drink diet soda when you come over. But well, it's not you're... the worst thing you guys ever met in shoe polish or <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, might be right. a little worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think now, yeah, I exaggerated there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's part all of your right, job. Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose I got to go. I have to. Well, I know. Exactly. Dance class for heaven's sake. I, yeah. I know. We don't want. We could talk to you forever. We could talk for hours. Now, before we let you go here, uh, if you could do one little thing for us, if you could say, uh, "Hi, this is Paula Poundstone. You're listening to Outspoken," and then we will use that we'll, later on. We'll let you leave us. Sure. All right. I'll say it. <laughs> Hi, this is Paula Poundstone. You're listening to Outspoken. You should know what you're listening to. Thank you, Paula, so much. We are very excited to see you in October. We'll be the screaming guys in the middle of the audience. For exactly. You. Hey, will you screaming guys come up and say hi? All right. We definitely will. Paula, you have cool. a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being on Outspoken. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 And if you just tuned in, you missed an amazing interview with the comedian, actress, author, commentator, just the, the queen of all things, Paula Poundstone. Be sure to catch her at the Bing Cosby, Bing Crosby Theater at 7.30 on October 15th. You can get your tickets from the Bing Crosby Theater right away, and you can call 509-227-7638. That's right. Now stay tuned. We're going to take a really quick break, and we will be right back. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken, and that was a song called Sex on the Regular. That's my dream. Because there you go. <laughs> We're all about that sex positivity. So sex positivity. There's I, your sex pause song. Yeah, I'll take Sex on the Regular. For, I know, for right? For 1000 Alex. For, <laughs> Let's do it. I'm not going to pay for it, but no, I'll take no, no. it on the regular. You get $1,000 for it if I, you oh, get it right. So I can be a hooker. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm in. I'm in. There you go. Give me some, give me some money give for me what some I enjoy. Money for some money. Uh, this for has some been funny. a crazy show mm -hmm. uh, a lot of fun of course we had the regular dish we gave out a crazy bee again we haven't yep. given one of those out in a while kim davis obviously has earned every bit of that um and then we talked to the fine co-stars creators of the web series where the bears are where the bears seriously are. check it out i don't care if you're a bear i don't mm. it, it's just fun they're in season four um, and that's pretty it is a lot big. Of fun. And they do it all on their own. You know, they talked yeah. about how yeah. hard that is. You and I know exactly what that's like. Yeah, we do a um, lot of guerrilla filmmaking, and that is, yeah. you know, a lot and of running this fun. show. Definitely, is, we just do it. Yeah, exactly. So, I get it. So that was really exciting. So definitely go check where the bears are. TV um, and support them because the only way us indie people do what we do is we have support. Exactly. And it the takes fans, a little, the fans, little money, money. It's all about. To happen. And then we just 
talk to Paula Poundstone. The amazing who, Paula. As we said, at the Bing Crosby Theater. Mm-hmm. October 15th, I believe that's a week from Thursday. Uh, your outspoken boys are going to be there. We are. Come see us. We're going to make our way to the front of the stage because we want to talk to Paula. Yes. So <laughs> we're going to see her. Her and her amazing opinions on politics. I love, I love that. her talking about I know. Um, Donald Trump. Trump, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, expo- it takes out the most dirty, selfish part of everybody. Mm, true, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Girl, you know. Girl, and you that's know. a thing. So remember, some fun things you can do um, around town is support your local musicians. People like Automatic Shoes, who've been on the show, and of course, Andy Rumsey, who has his release party October 23rd down at the Big Dipper at 7 p.m. You definitely want to check out his new album, Here We Are. That is going to, mm-hmm. what is it? Drop. Gonna it's going to drop. Going to drop. That day. Um, and he's a lot of fun to listen to. Yep. So we're going to play more of his music in the coming weeks. So definitely check that out. We talked about our our fun that's going on around Spokane. Just look for what's there. Two Lots of things great happening. things for Spokane mm-hmm. and for Outspoken that we have is we, talking about sex positivity, sex on the regular, we, Outspoken, has an official sex doctor. Yeah, his sex name therapist. is Dr. Damon Jacobs. And mm-hmm. if you listen to our show a few weeks ago, he was on our show. He is a doctor. Yes. He is a relationship therapist he as is. well. He is also an HIV specialist. So really, he has a lot of the credentials where you can ask him anything and everything about And here's the thing. The not only do we not talk about sex mm. really in our culture very, yeah. like we should, we don't have open conversations about it. In the gay community, it's important because in order to know how to more safely enjoy sex and to allow ourselves to enjoy it without sex shaming each mm-hmm. other, uh, Dr. Jacobs is a great place to start. So if you have questions that you want to ask, maybe there's a question in your relationship, maybe there's just a sex question you have yeah. in general, we highly encourage you, please send us an email. You can send an email to producer at hotmesssunday.com. Address it. Dr. Jacobs, and we will get that question answered for you because he's in November. He is. Yeah. So if we have those questions, um, we can get those answers. Yeah. And you you can listen to the show and Dr. Jacobs will answer your questions Mm -hmm. live on the air. You don't have to give us your name. You You can use a pseudonym or you cannot use you can say anonymous. Yeah. And then when you uh, listen, you'll know which questions are yours. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or you know what? Maybe you want to call in maybe yeah. we'll have that option open as well if you want to ask yeah. him in person but i know so definitely get us questions you know what we're trying to give some a uh, fun mm-hmm. amazing resources something else that we do is you know we have our resident psychic we do so we also can ask her questions submit questions to our psychic she's as gonna well. be on every other month her name she is will. brenda j robinson burgett she is a psychic mm-hmm. medium uh pet communicator so listen if you want advice from a psychic yeah. you are having trouble with your pets and you want someone to exactly. connect with them, will you send us please to the same address as before, producer at hotmesssunday.com, mm-hmm. a question and, and address it to Brenda. Yeah. And just put Brenda in the subject line. We will make sure Brenda gets that question. And next time she's on the air, she we'll let you, we'll have her address that question. Yeah. Also, uh, we hope to have Colin available when she's on as well. So we're bringing you a lot of uh, fun resources. So And hey. a lot of ways to interact and be a part of your show. Be a part of KYRs, be a part of Outspoken, because we yeah. love to get you involved. Yeah, so listen, I mean, do that and, and send us those emails and mm-hmm. let us get you connected to these people. We're excited that we even have our own sex doctor. That is exciting. And that we have our own resident psychic. So this is the fun stuff you can have 
in your community. I um, agree. And that's it. So, you know, that's part of why we loved going to Terrain is that there was so much interaction. Because there was so much you don't typically see just be mm-hmm. you know, living in Spokane. You don't get to see, you know, amazing, amazing art. You don't get to see amazing, amazing people and listen to music and watch right? these things and hear poetry. I mean, that's not this isn't something you go out on the street and see all the time. It no. isn't in a typical city anyways, we stumbled but stumbled downstairs into uh, indie films, which for you wow. and I yeah. That's exciting so for us because we love doing indie work. And you know what? Film. It was a great indie film. It really it was, was. It was really well done. It was. And uh, local, shot yes. here mm-hmm. in Spokane. And it was well done. And it was an action film, too. It was. Yeah. Which is a harder thing to do than something that's heavily dialogue-based. So, right. You know what I mean? It was it was just too much fun it was to do so those. Great. These are the things we need to support. Like we said, they actually finally have, they're a nonprofit, and they finally have been able to afford a permanent space, which means you don't have to wait a year to see the next terrain show. Last year, they pulled in 7,000 people mm-hmm. in one night this year, and it went from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. This year, they expected to pull in 10,000. That tells me that there is a group of people hungry for this stuff. And then Absolutely there you and is. I talked a lot about how a lot of people were asking us what it was because they had not heard of it. Still, so think of how many still. more people. Oh, there's only room for growth. Year. I mean, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's just think about it. The Spokane Coeur d'Alene metro area has about 650,000 people living mm-hmm. here. So that from 10,000 is a lot of people to grow. Maybe exactly. it's not a one night thing, but look, there's a lot of people who don't well, know about it. And it's not going to be a one night thing no. any longer. They no. are now with a permanent space, they, they have the opportunity to have every shows every month, every week. And however they decide. Their current plan of course is to have a new gallery showing every two months. Yes. But they have places for concerts for music concerts. Upstairs there was the live uh, uh spoken word. Yeah, the poetry room. Area. Yeah, the mm-hmm. This they plan on having those frequently, so I just oh, yes. think it's a great resource. We need, and the the area and the building is just cool. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Of and fun. if you're an up and coming artist, if you're an up and coming musician, film mm-hmm. poet, well, and the fun anything, thing that I like about their mission statement amazing. is you mentioned up and coming, mm-hmm. which is important. And what they wanted to do, they wanted to take in the beginning, it was they want to take up and coming artists and pair them with established artists so that Absolutely, they can yeah. mentor yeah. and help each other and what an amazing thing that is and how so. to bu- how how else would you build a community except you know gather all the people that love to do this you know the passion and gather them together experience and not experience but exactly just talent yeah and, and that's exciting the exactly. buzz in that building that night was extraordinary electric. yeah oh my really gosh was. i've got and and to be honest uh I couldn't go last year. I had heard about it, but I, I was working that night, so I didn't go. But this is my first time going as well. And I've never seen anything quite like that in Spokane. Even mm-hmm. even if you go to First Fridays, those are fun. They those are, are great. a lot of fun. Not anything quite like that, even First Night. I mean, there right. are so many events that Spokane does do and does well, but yeah. you know that was amazing. I really amazing. enjoyed that there was an interactive piece. Up on the second floor, we got to do some virtual reality. Virtual reality. Which, if you haven't ever experienced virtual yeah. reality, please do. It's fun. It's amazing. And I'll tell you, Kurt was like a kid in a candy store. He yeah. he was so excited about the virtual reality. He could not get enough. I mean, it was, it was awesome to see. Yeah. But that was cool. And then, as we stated earlier in the show, we did the, the bubble, which I call a social experiment. Mm-hmm. And I found that bubble. to be... Yeah absolutely uh inspiring oh yeah even even changing uh you know life changing at some point 
um, at some level. It was just, I really liked that there were those things to do. Plus, to connect to total strangers for you both to go in without judgment. No one's judging the other on whatever. You just go in to connect, and that's the purpose. So you Mm -hmm. go in with the same motives. was an amazing It really was. And the girl I got to work with, I just adored yeah. her. And you're just friends with her on Facebook now. Now I'm friends on Facebook. See, Yay! and you didn't say a single word. Your first three minutes of interaction was Not nothing. Not a word. Right. No, we played tic-tac-toe. Oh, we, look at that. We did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She gave me gla- the coolest glasses that mm-hmm. what I had wore that we both wore, mirrored glasses. Mm-hmm. Out, of the side, out of the corner of my eye, I see Sergey and his person are juggling. We, I like, realized that he juggles and I juggle. And so we had a little thing. I mean, I, I learned about... The other person so much yeah. more that I probably would have in a regular conversation. Exactly. And, and that's I'm crazy. hoping they do more things like that as well. Yes. As they're, you know, these social interactions. I will say the person who put them on, um, he stated that he finds that we don't connect very easily. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we're behind, and we all are. I am so guilty of this, but we're all behind our phones. Or we're all, yeah. when, we're, when we're out and about, we don't say hi to a stranger. Yeah. We've talked on this show yeah. about, we don't know our neighbors, nor do we want to, you know, and that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I admit it. When I'm going home to my apartment, I'm like, mm, I hope nobody talks to me. Right. It's the avoid, <laughs> like run faster yeah. so I don't have to say words. So he mm-hmm. talks about how do he's he's very uh, focused on how we can overcome those those obstacles in our connection. So it was a lot of fun. Spokane, there are some cool things out there. Uh, just look. There are. there are some very cool there things. Are. There are. Always, always look. We ran into some lovely ladies that, that we know, Heather and Megan, and mm-hmm. I have to say I got a very nice note from them afterwards. Oh, God. Um, it was just God. a nice night to either reconnect with people or to talk to people you don't know. We met an artist mm-hmm. who did. actually had a rendition of a spider that I wasn't completely Jonathan didn't terrified hate. of. A I spider with it. seven legs and five seven eyes. Seven legs and five eyes and colorful. Yeah. There's a little girl spider named Betsy. Oh, yeah. So we had our picture taking with the artist because, I mean, if you can get me not to run screaming from a gigantic spider you have made yeah. on the wall, then I'm like, okay, I can take my picture with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was, it was so. a cute spider, I guess. Yes. I guess. Yeah. I'm not sold on it quite I yet. I know. You weren't as sold as I was. No. You yeah. just love that spider. I had to question if you actually hated spiders for a second. Oh, I was like, I'm I bet he loves them secretly. Guaranteed hate them. But guaranteed hate. That one was cute, yeah. at least. I, yeah. I still wouldn't get too close to even the painting of it. So. No. <laughs> Keep your distance. Right. But anyways, this has been an exciting two hours. Uh, yes. Stay tuned next week. We will. Ha- it is National Coming Out Day. We will have Lance out. Sanderson as well as Lou and Rick yeah. uh, talking about their experience with the LGBT community, especially in the Latino community. Uh, meanwhile, have a very good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.